0: um, collaboration in XR. I specialize in immersive technology but we look at really the confluence of all emerging tech. So it's been almost two years since everything was turned upside down. Um, I have a podcast and we're not allowed to use the words so I use kerfuffle instead. So it's been two years since the kerfuffle and our work lives have changed forever, right? But in many ways, this uh, my, my slide is cut off, but it does say inevitable. So many of you are probably working with companies who were already in the midst of some form of digital transformation. However, the kerfuffle really, really accelerated things. So we became experts at you know the home office This is clearly a stock photo by someone who, A, has never worked from home, doesn't have pets, or children. But we're we're on Zoom all day, every day, still. We've got some sort of hybrid thingy going, where we're sort of going to the office. Some people are remote. And we have these sort of odd office interactions, plastic in between us, masks as we park. Even today, you know, I've had some people you know, do this, some people give me an elbow, some people still want to shake hands because we're together. Right? We want to be together, we want to interact, we want to collaborate. And this is not it. It's better. We're working, we're getting work done, and we worked, we put this in place very, very quickly. So that's impressive. But it's not where we need to be. We put all these things together in a reactive mode. Innovation cannot happen in a reactive mode. Now that things are settling down a little bit, it's still a little bit of a seesaw, but we need to move to a proactive mode. What do we want our products and services to look like in the future, in the near future, but 10, 20 years from now? What does our workforce look like? So Zoom, as we said, is not the answer. So what is the answer? And technology. I apologize, we had to switch this from Keynote, the dreaded Mac, to PowerPoint, which is why all the fonts are kind of funny, but hopefully you'll get the message. So how do we get there? So as I mentioned, we specialize in immersive technology, and I'm, I'm extremely bullish on immersive technology. But really, the future is this confluence of technologies. How are we going to blend immersive tech? How are we going to bring in robotics, blockchain, AI? right? And those solutions are starting to be blended today. So what is XR? I'm sure all of you know. But just in case, we'll do a quick level set. So, augmented reality on one side—that's basically a heads-up display. Mobile AR now—it's not the best experience, but you know, when you drop a, you know, a, a, an IKEA sofa in your space, that's augmented reality. Virtual reality on the other end of the spectrum—you're in the headset, can't see your surroundings. And the environment is completely controlled. It's fully computer generated. Now where I think it gets interesting is in the middle, in mixed reality. That's really where the physical and the digital merge. We must address the elephant in the room. Can anyone guess what the elephant in the room is? Well, we're together, we can be interactive. No one? The metaverse. Okay, we're not going to go into the metaverse today, but I will tell you if any of your leadership is saying we need to be in the metaverse, we need to explore the metaverse, don't say this to them, but you don't. Because it did not just fall from the sky, and it's not going anywhere. But we're going to talk about our real solutions. So essentially, the metaverse. It's just the internet in 3D. Is anyone getting any mandate from leadership to explore the metaverse? You don't have to raise your hand if your boss is with you. Um, This is also, uh, I actually, everyone has a different explanation, the definition of what the metaverse is, but beyond the internet in 3D, I would argue that the AR cloud is also part of the metaverse. Because when you think about the the internet, it's everything that you're doing on your mobile devices. It's it's how you access data. It's how you access experience. And that, in short order, is gonna be living all around us. So these sort of layers of data, and especially those of you who are here in the kind of geospatial realm, we're gonna need to anchor it to the real world. So data is gonna live all around us and it will be accessible by wearables. Um, That that company, who shall remain nameless, did release what we were hoping were really gonna be the Magic wayfarers, but really they're just kinda outward facing cameras, but they're coming. The Magic wayfarers are coming where, it will be powered by the phone initially, but you'll be able to use voice and gaze to access data and it will be projected in your field of view that's not that far away and the lines between the physical and digital will merge so we kind of went from cellular can you hear me now (laughs) to zoom you're on mute incessantly to is this real that's what's coming digital reality is going to get so good there's already digital influencers out there in the world good or bad So back to collaboration. And I look at collaboration as a key element in all business activities. But these are the four primary use cases for XR today. And collaboration kind of touches all of them. Certainly training, visualization, design, those can all be done in sort of a solitary cycle. But at some point, we will need to collaborate. The world where the small molecules or proteins are being visualized and to really interact with them. Extremely important to be able to visualize these protein structures because they are so complex that understanding of patterns of how these molecules are spatially oriented with each other and how they interact tremendously helps with rational design of drugs. This is transformative in terms of how we are going to communicate in the future. Every pharmaceutical company is trying to shorten the time to deliver these drugs to patients, and something like our group can help essentially to reduce that process and collaboratively with other medicinal chemists, speed up the iteration cycle so that we can deliver these medicines to patients much sooner. So that gives you examples, not all relevant to us here today. That gives you examples of solutions that are out there today that people are using. Uh, they're not perfect, uh, and you know, different companies have different appetites for you know being early adopters. But there is technology out there that is very specific to our industry here today, and so we to talk about some of those, um, and especially around you know, uh, BIM, or you know, BIM with one M or two, depending on uh, who you talk to. Uh, but we are seeing tremendous growth in the AEC and real estate industries, heavy industry, and in healthcare with this technology. Um, and the AEC industry has is, has been going under, undergoing massive transformation and has had to, because there's this chasm between new technology that's coming in and these sort of archaic systems, which is Word and pen that are still going on and we need to find ways to close the gap, but to understand the workforce and their workflows and, and be smart about how we introduce this technology. And this is where all companies need to be focused, is is the acceleration of digital and technology. Because this technology touches every single aspect of the of building lifecycle management, so from from the design phase even in investment and Toll Brothers. I don't know if there's anyone from Toll Brothers here, but they had a project on the Hudson in New York. They used visualizations to during the bid process to share with the municipal uh, stakeholders, and then they built this spectacular property and then they use those same assets for pre-sales so that's where you start to get real economy of scale start experimenting now find that ROI and then start looking at the other business units and the other stages that your company is involved in to get that economy of scale And so I'll make this uh, available to you. We're not gonna go through each one of these, but again, this is just an example of ways to leverage XR technology, and, and when I send it to you, I'll make it much clearer than this what's so actually legible. So we talked a little bit about collaboration. You saw one solution there called Sync by HTC. We actually used to use that. When I worked with HTC, we started having our weekly meetings, uh, team meetings, as we have distributed teams all over the world, uh, and then as soon as the kerfuffle happened, we actually started having Friday happy hours, because even the team that was in the office, the 12 of us, didn't really get to see each other, so we'd bring all kinds of 2D and 3D assets in and have a 3 o'clock meeting on Fridays. And then training both soft skills and hard skills. So this solution is a soft skills training with virtual humans by a company called Tailspin. And then Design, this is a company called The Wild. Multiple collaborators can be working with the same 3D models, annotating in real time, saving and exporting. And visualization has many, many use cases. And not even just, you know, 3D models. Data, right, massive data sets. Asset tracking. Many, many use cases. Infinite desktop. This this is again happening today in visualization. Right? Gives you superpowers. You can see through walls. Completion assessment. So there are companies that are using LiDAR scanning to be able to share where they are in the process. And I guarantee you, if you use this to trigger payments, you will get compliance on your building site. Real-time diagnostics, both during the build phase and during building maintenance, you can walk through and at a glance, see how all the systems are running. If there's an issue, you'll see it. If you have a problem, you can even have a remote expert come in They can see everything that you're seeing in real time. They can annotate in real time. Then you can record this entire interaction. Because they're outward facing cameras on a device, it will recognize when another field tech has the same problem. So instead of having to go back to an expert, you can just replay this interaction. So it's continually self-optimizing. And then safety training on the other side, right? Being able to train in situations you cannot replicate in real life. Ergonomic design for our new offices, new spaces, design review and approvals, site planning, pre-sales as I mentioned, Toll Brothers. The first video was primarily VR solutions. This is more AR and mixed reality solutions. Um, that was Magic Leap. HoloLens 2 is, is the other competitor in the space. And um, the reason I showed Magic Leap is that they've been off of everybody's radar for a while because when they came out, they were primarily a consumer device. Uh, they have a new device that's coming, they're Magic two with an exponentially larger field of view, it's a spectacular device. So now you've got two players in the ecosystem. That's going to drive more solutions, right? Competition <laughs> drives those solutions. So the use cases are endless, that's not the issue. The efficiency, the ROI will go up, up and up. But but you know as leaders, you know your are challenged with the day to day. If you're a public company, you've got your investors to think about your board. It's challenging to to bring in this new technology to completely upend your workflows and and really what everybody knows. But there's two things to think about. One, how can we empower the current? Workforce—they don't need to be replaced. Robots aren't going to replace them. Someone's going to need to run the robots. You need to upskill your existing workforce. Those who are getting ready to retire capture that wealth of knowledge. We have those outward-facing cameras. We can see what they're doing. We can create training from what they have—you know—years of experience doing. The flip side of that is your next ge- next generation of workforce. You know, Gen Z, Gen Alpha behind them, they're going to expect this technology. So there is a lot of work to be done. And there's a wow factor with the tech for some. Some, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And you don't have to change that, right? You can help them. They'll see it coming around, they'll see their coworkers using this technology. Do you think you want to touch the counter? Yeah, dollars. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. Like, if you look at the counter, turn around the item. If you are going to bend down on the countertop. Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. So I, I promise I don't work for Toll Brothers. Not paying me to be up here, but I, you know, been so impressed with what they did. This is, you know, a couple of years old now, and you know you've got to get started. You start somewhere. So if you don't have a tech-forward innovation strategy, I'm just kidding not kidding. You need to start looking at this technology. I'm not saying you need to boil the ocean, but you can get a device or two and some software for not a massive investment. And I promise you, you will see tremendous ROI. It almost doesn't matter what you pick. When I first started in this business, I used to jokingly bet that you know I, I would you know, return my fee if we didn't see double-digit improvement on whatever the outcome was meant to be. And so far, I have not had to return my fee. So just start. And so this gets us to kind of this bigger picture of where everything is going, right? Everything will be connected. And for me, where we need to start thinking is digital twin. Smart cities don't happen without digital twin. And when you start to bring LiDAR into the build process, you can start building your digital twin, your as-built, right from the beginning. And it should start to become standard practice. If you're not using BIM, you wanna start thinking about using BIM and having all of that data attached to this digital twin. Because again, smart building is going to require a digital twin to be able to hang multiple experiences on, multiple layers of data. Whoops, there. And you know, IoT is now IOE, the Internet of Everything. And the enablers, this foundation is being built all around us and has a lot of shortcomings, but it's functional now. There are ways that you can leverage cloud, 5G, Edge, to be able to deliver these solutions to your workforce. So let's put it all together. We talked a little bit about virtual reality. Uh, So that's, you wanna look for areas where you need to be fully immersed can't replicate it, and as you saw, you know, the, the reticence to the technology isn't age-based. It's really a mindset, and so it's about changing mindset. Augmented reality for this purpose, you know, I'm kind of bucketing, you know, augmented and, and mixed reality. And then a 3D asset management system, you, you know, most of your businesses where you're already using 3D You're going to be moving the 3D through that design phase, through the life cycle. And again, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole here, but it's thinking about how to leverage those assets through all of your business units. So if you've been waiting, right? because nobody wants to be first, everybody wants to be second. I can assure you, XR is ready. Consumer things because that's going to drive what happens at work right we're going to start using these devices at home and they're going to impact every aspect of our lives the company that should remain nameless and another one sort of a fruit like logo they're coming out with wearable devices and once consumers get them in their hands it's going to follow the same path that smartphones did right? slowly we're going to start to, to find utility at work Everything you've seen today in these videos, it's here now. So I hope to see you all in XR. Thanks so much.